On the Riabu podcast, we're going to tell you a story you are going to be familiar with. You've won a new customer. You've pitched your product or service. They've said yes. And now you're going back to the office or going back to your staff and you're saying, hooray, we secured the contract. People are immediately then scampering about looking to gather the resources to make sure that the customer's order is filled or booking the time uh, if it is a service. Have you though paid enough attention to the trading terms? Because often you're so wrapped up in uh, just celebrating the fact that you've scored this customer that sometimes some of that due diligence on agreeing on exactly what the terms are might take second place. And that, according to Simon Littlewood, who's sitting right next to me without a cup of coffee for some reason, uh, is of course particularly concerned about, aren't you, Simon? Yeah, well, we, we, you know, you, like you, Mark, I mean, I've started a number of businesses and the thing you worry about most when you start a business is, will I have any customers? Yes. And, uh, and you're so delighted when people actually seem to want to buy whatever it is that you're selling, yes. that you tend to want to get their hot sticky signature on the piece of paper very, very quickly. Yes, there's a, a whole lot of emotion and yeah, ego tied up And you think, wow, and, 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 and sometimes you might either be reluctant or even forget to raise the issue of what your expectations are in terms of payment. So if you're offering credit terms to a customer, and many businesses do, so if you're a B2B business and you're proposing to offer credit terms, what should the credit terms be? And how should you present that to the customer? Well, a couple of rather obvious points is if you don't present it to the customer till after you've already provided the product or the service, and later on you say, oh, you haven't paid me, customer will say, oh, I don't know, well, you've never mentioned that before, you know, what, what are your expectations? And that puts you in a bit of a, a, bit of a tricky spot. So <laughs> to just, say the least. So just as you need to have a clear idea of what it is you're selling and how much you're going to charge for it and how you're going to get it to the customer, you also need to have an equally clear idea of what the payment terms under which you sell it should be. And what should they be? Because all too often people kind of default to the, well, it's got to be 30 days type of rule. I mean, is it, is it, that, uh, is it that straightforward? Well, it's, there are all sorts of uh, siren voices that are going to persuade you to be lenient in terms of trading terms. You mean the customer's going to tell you? Not just the customer, but possibly your own sales force. Let's say you're starting up a new business or a new line of products, and you sent everyone out, sell, 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 you mm -hmm. say. You know, and if you turn around and say, but make sure that everyone pays to terms, they're going to say, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to sell or do you want, to, do you want me to dun them? But it isn't an either-or conversation. It isn't an either-or conversation, but it, it can be very difficult if you have it too late. So the, so the answer to your question is, when you go to market, determine what an appropriate credit term is based on what's going on in the market. And a good way to do this is to go to a service provider like Riabo and look at what other companies in your sector are doing. Because you can look at the ones that are have the shortest DSO, DSO being day sales outstanding, an average measure of how long it takes you to get paid, and the ones that are the longest, and if you've got any sense, you'll position yourself somewhere near the ones that are shortest. Uh, because I'll tell you this, if you let it slide or if you go for the longest, it's extremely difficult to wind it back. Once you have an established relationship with a customer, going to a customer and saying, you're paying me in 90 days, on second thoughts, I've decided I'd rather you pay me in 30, they're likely to fall off their chair uh, laughing if you do that. 
so get it set up right from the, f the first. Yeah. Yes, but what if they disagree with your 30-day proposal? If they say, oh, but our corporate policy is 60 or 90 days? Well, I'd be very cautious about, about accepting corporate policies. At the end of the day, I would say this. Um, don't do business until you have an agreement on payment terms and they vary so vastly from industry to industry that, are, that I'm not going to generalize about what's a good number of days. You've got some industries where it's standardly 15 days or 30 days. You've got other industries where 120, 180, even 360 days are not uncommon. Um, at this point all I would say is agree a term that you can live with, that is that your working capital can sustain. So if you have to provide a good and a service and then not get paid for it for three months, can you actually run your business during that period? Do you have sufficient resources? A rather obvious question, but many businesses don't even think about that. Yet. And then, so, so there actually is quite a lot of thought that needs to go into the training terms. I, I think there? I think there is, and we've written about this in our, in our book. We first, you know, let the cash flow, um, where we lay out some of the things that you might want to consider. And obviously, one of the things to consider is you want the customer to be happy within reason, but there's no point in agreeing to a term which is going to result in all the money flowing out of your bank account and you're not being able to pay the salary at the end of the month. So, if you're going to commit to a certain level of trading term, credit term make sure that when you plot your future growth against that trading term, i.e. how many dollars of sales am I going to have next month in six months in a year, the implications of that are a progressively increasing level of working capital required to fund your business. Do you have access to those funds? Because if you don't and you run out, that's going to put you in all sorts of problems. So the suggestion is, when you set out, ensure that you are very clear with your customer about what the train terms are, and that insofar as you can, they are the lowest reasonable terms within the sector that you operate in. But above all, don't ignore the question because you're so busy having a party celebrating the fact that somebody <laughs> wants to buy what it is that you're selling. Right. Uh, you know, uh, in fact, we had a, um, a gentleman um, talking to us, a big fan of, of the Riabu methodology. He said exactly this. He said, you know, we hold the party. We used to hold the party when the deal was done on the golf course. Uh, now we hold the party when the money's in the bank, right? right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. You know, that's not. That's actually not a bad way to think about it. Yeah. Is there a way to be creative about the trading terms? For example, to say, I'm going to collect 50% upfront deposit, right, to take care of my cost of goods sold, and then it's okay for the customer to pay me after 60 or 90 days. I think, firstly, whatever you agree, it's got to be in writing and the customer needs to stick to it and you should not brook any delay. Secondly, depending on the kind of business that you're in, that sort of approach may indeed be appropriate. Um, particularly if you have significant d delivery costs associated with it. You and I both operate businesses where we are providing services, intangible services, um, and therefore there is a tendency in some cases for customers to take their time. Yes. Uh, therefore, and there's no recourse because the product and is many of, the And many of the customers are quite large companies that have quite healthy balance sheets. So we are not afraid of, nor should we be afraid of, ensuring that we collect sufficient money early enough in the relationship to ensure that we are at least not out of pocket. Yes. I mean, a sensible rule of thumb is the final payment is your margin, the first payment is your costs. So you're not actually out of pocket because that actually answers the first question which we posed, which is how much money do you need to run your business during the period that you've delivered the service but the customer hasn't paid you? And structuring 
credit terms with a, a, an upfront or with stage payments may be one way to deal with that. Yes. Yes. One final, uh, maybe two final points. One is about the restatement of the trading terms. Have you ever had this? That you've sold a product or service to a customer and after some years they send you an email along the lines of, um, you know, we're updating our trading terms, um, we're uh, you know, this is Jack from the procurement department uh, messaging and saying, you know, we, we want to be, um, uh, you know, we've updated um, our corporate policy on whatever. And then on page 49 somewhere, they sneak in that the trading, you know, the credit terms are now 45 days when you've enjoyed 30 days all along. Yes, I mean, if you have a good relationship with a customer, particularly a large customer, remember Pareto, the 80-20 rule, 80% 80 of your receivables will be with 20% of your customers. Those are the customers you need to love. Those are the ones that you need to, where you need to ensure that you know what's going on internally at the customer. So if they're, if they're plotting something like what you just described, which is to secretly increase their <laughs> yes. payment term, mm -hmm. that you ha are forewarned of this. And you know, a very good way to counter this is to have a clear written agreement in place which they have signed. That agreement may may refer to a regular review period. It's okay to say that after a couple of the parties may agree the term after a year or two years or based on sales or whatever. Where you're really vulnerable is where you haven't really been very diligent about specifying what the term is. They've kind of paid you reasonably well and they, they then decide, oh well, whatever. You know, and they, and they may decide to add 20 days because in the past you've actually been relatively relaxed about when they do or do not pay you. The message that you need to send is that you are binary about getting paid on time just as you are binary about providing them with the very best service and the very best product not doing it is not an option in the same way not paying you to terms is not an option which brings me to the final question that is on uh, prompt payment discounts should you in fact have some sort of sweetener to encourage the customer to pay you to the agreed terms well, I mean, if what you're doing is you're saying our terms are 30 days uh, and then you're saying after a while, but if you pay us in 30 days, we'll give you an even lower price, it kind of sends exactly the wrong message. And I get asked this quite a lot and it's amazing how many customers who approach me and many approach me saying, how can I get paid faster? By the way, we've already come up with a prompt payment discount and I'm already, I'm sort of thinking, oh dear. Because right. let's, let's imagine that your problem is that your customers are systematically paying you late. That means that whatever term you have, they are widely ignoring. So what makes you think that any change that you make in the term, whether it's with or without a discount, is going to alter the fact that they seem to feel perfectly free to ignore? So the message here is have a trading term, be absolutely clear about what it is so that it's confirmed in writing with your customers using a formal policy, credit policy, get pay on time document, and you then reconfirm that every time you take an order in the order literature and on the uh, invoice, and that you stick to it. Because if you stick to it, and they're paying you as they're supposed to pay you, then there's no need for a prompt payment discount. Now, perhaps a, uh, you know, a codicil to that, if you want to get paid faster than your standard term, then okay, what you're offering is a discount to get paid faster which is a slightly different thing. If you're coming from a situation where you're being paid late and you're trying to get them to behave, a discount's a really bad idea. If you're trying <laughs> to they'll get, take the discount yeah, and still misbehave. Yeah, of course they will. Uh, <laughs> and, and you've shown that you're not very disciplined, 
about the way that you manage your receivables. If on the other hand, you are disciplined and you've got a solid relationship with a customer who mostly pay you on time, and you need to get more cash from the relationship and you sense that that's going to be possible, then that's a different discussion. You know, I mean, and you can differentiate, you know, differentiate your customers based on how reliable they are, how cash rich they are, um, and how big they are. That's a different thing. It's a bit like our, our discussion about borrowing from the bank. You know, do it when you're in a good position and there's clearly a strategic advantage to be gained from it. Don't do it when you're on the back foot, things are going wrong, yes. because all it'll do is add to the problem. Why did it add to the problem? Well, because you're going to give away margin and you're still going to get paid late. Yes. So get the payment terms, the trading terms, the credit terms, right? Go to the Riabu portal and where in fact we have a credit policy wizard, uh, which will at least get you started on a credit policy that you can already use with your customers and put your best foot forward. Have it there in black and white. These are our trading terms. Thank you very much, Simon Littlewood. And also uh, don't forget that uh, all of the things that we talk about can also be found in the book, Let the Cash Flow, now available on amazon.sg and goguru.com.sg. Indeed. And you know, um, it's amazing to me, Mark, how many SMEs don't even have a credit policy. And, and we're not making that too complicated. I mean, Do, I, do you know, I, I just yeah. spoke to one of our suppliers yeah. And I said, because of course we do, you know, Riabu, we're, we're all about fairness. So we're actually talking to our suppliers about the mistakes they're making when they invoice us. I'm, I'm out on a bit, on a bit of a limb here, of course, because what if they all get it right, right? Then I'll have uh, many more invoices to pay. Um, but so many of the invoices are wrong. I mean, it's staggering how many invoices that I come across where things have changed. For example, most recently, um, existing supplier uh, sent us an invoice but the bank details had changed. So firstly, they didn't actually tell us that the bank details had changed, which means that we, if we just automated the, the payment. It would have gone to the wrong place. It would have gone to the old one. Hmm. They didn't flag it to us. Um, but anyway, I spotted it and it's like, which country is this in? Why would I now be sending cash to a completely different country, right? I mean, this, these sort of, the sort of things that you have to deal with well, when you're fielding invoices. Well, it might be that they're just not joined up. I mean, this is particularly true of very large organizations where you've got... No, this is a small supplier. Okay. Well, don't really get it. Well, you know, credit policy, enthusiasm to sell, never mind any of that. In fact, if you even suggest it, let's say you're the finance manager and you say, um, we haven't discussed payment terms. Someone may say to you, shut up. <laughs> uh, you know, and buy, buy a round of drinks because, right. because, because we, we've done really well. We've been working night and day to get this customer. How dare you? Yes. Uh, okay. So, um, so yes, the sales prevention. So uh, we create to make to make sure this isn't onerous, and credit policies for large companies can run to dozens of pages. We've created a simple one pager. If you're a startup, you're an SME, and you don't have this with with your customers, use our one pager so that you've got it in writing. Here are the terms on which we do business, and it covers the essential things that you need to get in place. One, to get the customer to agree. Two, to deal with issues where there's some kind of problem around the transaction. And three, to review the relationship on a regular basis as and when you need. Simple, effective, 